If you knew you were starting a business that would generate you $1 million per year, how much would you be willing to invest today? Travis Ferris is a real estate entrepreneur, sales coach, team leader, public speaker, and community builder. He's done the work with over $500 million in total sales. Now he's welcoming you to the table. But make sure you're ready. The coffee is for closers only. The mindset's the one thing that's going to keep you going. Coffee for Closers is powered by Collab Agents. Here's your host, Travis Ferris. All right. Welcome, listeners. Welcome to Coffee for Closers, fueled by Collab Agents. And I'm super excited to have a dear friend of ours, Juliette LaLuel. LaLuel? LaLuel. LaLuel. There we go. Don't say it wrong. It's easy to say. You just need to know how to say it. Um, but real quick, we met Juliet a couple years ago and immediately we were like, this chick is so cool. And I think over the, over the last couple of years has e- evolved and emerged and just became one of my dear friends and actually like one of my favorite people in life. She's just so dynamic. She, her character has depth to it. You know, it's not just surface level. Uh, we have amazing, intelligent conversations, which I love to be able to have. Um, but ultimately, Julia is the number one solo agent in the state of Hawaii and top 100 solo agents in the country. She was just featured on the Bigger Pockets podcast, which if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. It's amazing. Um, but we are super excited to basically kind of hear her story. Um, and we're going to dive right into it, how she was on a team. And she'll kind of explain on a team for a reason. She crushes the investing, the 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 flipping game and uses that and how she basically walked away from team into smashing, you know, number one solo agent in the state of Hawaii, which is a lot of sales. And, you know, she can tell you a lot more about that. But welcome, Juliet. How are you doing, my friend? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me here today. I'm really happy to talk to you. Cool. Well, I'm excited to, to kind of share again, finding awesome people and just kind of getting them to tell people who they are. I think we were just talking we had Joe Horoski on and uh, again, just a seriously amazing individual. And the same thing for you. We've heard your story. You know, you can share your story more. But why don't you just tell me, um, you were on a team. Why were you on a team? What what served you? Why did you leave? And then what, what was that process of walking away from that and just uh, dominating sales at that point? Um Okay. I mean, so, uh, I, I basically, when I first got my license, you know, I, I've, I've said this uh, a few times, but I still, I, I like to repeat it because I think it was very monumental in my, towards my success. Uh, when I first got my license, basically for the first six months, I worked for a mentor. Um, I was not on a team of that at that time. And I was solely just working as a transaction coordinator, kind of his assistant on everything, doing a lot of just random tasks, uh, open houses and showings and those types of things, seeing all of the paperwork, seeing how the transactions roll. And then by about the time the six month came around at a perfect opportunity, I had somebody approach me who was forming a team. And, you know, he he asked me if I was happy and that was something that kind of rang me at the time. I was I was not happy. I was kind of outgrowing my position. I had never wanted to stay as an assistant, but I intentionally started that way. And I knew that my next evolution would be to be on a team because I still wanted, in a sense, that kind of umbrella of support. I wanted that handholding. That's how I learn very well is from somebody else doing so I can kind of observe and watch and, and have somebody's also clout at that time, being brand new to Hawaii, being brand new in this industry. Um, 
And this guy had a, a really good reputation as far as business goes. And, you know, we had a very similar vibe. And so I just immediately joined his team. And from there, you know, I started working on leads right away. I had basically started doing all of the things that kind of people tell you to do. I just started implementing. So I was doing all of the cold calling. I was sitting the open houses. I was, uh, I helped my team leader when he went out of town for like three weeks. He asked me to help him with a lot of his lead follow-up, which I was happy to do because again, it was another learning opportunity for me to just basically plug into the CRM system and start learning it, which it was brand new for me. But it was great because I was able to just apply myself and start learning how to had I then grow my business from there. So I was on that team. I was basically the, I became partner of that team um, at, at about year two, just because I had been very loyal, but at the same time, one of the top producers on that team. And so um, I had kind of worked my way up to this position, I felt, uh, to the point where I was then um, still new in my opinion, but I was training other new team people that would come on and we were, you know, really trying to grow this thing together. I felt a responsibility to my team as well in that sense, which I really liked. Um, I felt more of like a partner level towards the end, which is, which was really special for me because I feel like this is how I work a lot in business in general and the past experiences that I've had. I've always gone from like the bottom and then I just start climbing until I'm at like a management position or I'm at an owner position. That's just kind of how I like to grow. Um, and it's the best way for me to learn something and then also be the best way to relate to other people that I'm bringing on or hiring or whatever it is. So I can, I can relate to these people very well by saying, you know, I've been in your shoes, I've been at ground zero and now I'm up here, but this is how I got here. So that is what I did on that team. And it was a wonderful learning experience. I mean, I, I wanted to be on a team because of the support that it gave me. And I did feel like it got, uh, it gave me a lot of support at that time, but once I was really at like year two, I found myself looking at my transactions and realizing that a lot of them were coming from me, from the activities that I was producing. Like 29 out of 30 were mostly from me. And that's when it started to dawn upon me where I was like, well, I don't really like need a team, do I? Like maybe I can still be on this team. But I started to think differently about it. Obviously, the money and splits becomes, you know, something you want to question, but it was never and still is never money's nice, but it's never about like the money for me in the way that I think about things. It's just about how I want to do my business. And I felt like I didn't want to be tied to somebody else's branding. And I wanted to just kind of create my own thing. I didn't want, uh, I didn't want to have weekly meetings. I didn't want to do these certain things on somebody else's schedule. That's how I have always also been, you know, that's why I'm an entrepreneur is because I like to do my own thing. So that's when that became the natural pro progression for me to leave that team at a time that I felt very comfortable to do so because I could reflect on all of the business I was doing, the skill set that I had at that time, I felt far more comfortable. So I made that um, step. And now that's been, that was September of uh, 2021, I guess. So it's been a little bit over a year now that I've been without a team. Um, so all of 2022 was basically me learning what it's like to be 
a solo agent. Um, and I had a great year. Uh, my business was excellent, but you know, I was still very much learning a lot of things now that I was the team leader for myself. I had a lot of new expenses. I had a lot of responsibility in terms of, you know, managing all of these tools, learning tools, what's, what's working, what's not all of the things that normally team leaders think about for you in a sense, you know, I was already aware of that about my, on my team. I was very aware about what, what tools, you know, would work. And, and I was thinking about that in terms of my exit. What am I going to keep? What am I going to, you know, what am I gonna, not going to keep? Um, but I would say that, you know, 2022 was a big uh, transition year as far as learning what it's like to, again, you know, really manage yourself and your time and your own business. I will say that I think that I apply a tremendous amount of pressure on myself um, in order to do well and perform. And again, I think that comes from me being an entrepreneur before. You have to be your own boss. You have to be the one that says you have to be at your desk by this time and do these things and be very rigid with yourself. I'm very rigid and very critical of myself to a point that I would say is unhealthy at times. But at the same time, I think it is healthy uh, to be very self critical and analyze what you're doing well, what you're doing wrong, what needs to be better. Um, I do that nearly every single day. And so for me to branch out and be on my own, it was relatively easy because I'm already on top of myself so much in that way. So um, as far as that portion goes of being a solo agent, I think I did rather fine. Um, you know, there are a lot of distractions that can come up because now you have a lot more things to think about um, as a solo agent, all of your marketing, everything else, all of your budget, all of this other nonsense um, that I don't love to think about. So, you know, it took uh, a little bit of trial, trial and error. And, you know, I knew even when I was on a team that I needed help because we can't do everything on our own. We're only one person. We're only one agent. We can only literally be physically one place at a time. So I knew that I had always wanted to partner in a sense with other people. I needed help. I needed maybe a buyer's agent. I needed a, an extension of myself to do as much volume and to be as many places as I wanted to be. So I started to try to you know, play around with people to see how they could help me. I had people approach me when I left my team that wanted to join and be basically my assistant. Assistant. Um, I've gone through trial and error with a few people. And um, something that we were talking about a little before this recording is the who, not how. That keeps always ringing in my ear about how important that is. It's really the who. Um, and I have been um, as I went solo, I found that I was very quick to say yes to people just because they were offering their help to me or offering something to me. I was always like, yes, yeah, let's do it. You need help. Cool. I'll help you too. When that ended up actually hurting me and hindering me and wasting a lot of my time and money, so much of my time and money was wasted on kind of saying yes to things I should have said no to. So that has been a major learning experience for me, um, was trying to set not only boundaries, but, but realize that just because and I hate to say this, but just because people are asking for help doesn't mean that I'm able to help them. You know, I am able if I was five of me. If there were five of me, I could totally help a lot more people. If I had a lot of like systems in place, that could be. And that's maybe something I can do in the future. But right now where I'm at, like, I got to help myself. I got to help myself and I can maybe help one other person, one other person that maybe fills that position. So I would say that by um, September of 2022, I finally found that person, that extra support that I had been needing for a really long time. I finally found somebody who again approached me, um, you know, which I'm very grateful about, but I sat and thought about it and actually like 
the person itself, shout out to Justine. Um, she, I have had, I've known her for a long time since I moved on the island and I've just always had a really good connection with her. And I just had that gut feeling, you know, you have the gut feelings before, which I had that were like, ah, maybe not, maybe this isn't good, but just try it anyway. And then I had this gut feeling with her. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to say yes this time. Trial and error. We'll see if it works. If it doesn't work, I'll fire fast. But I had a good feeling about it. Um, And it's been working out extremely well because she just, whoever it would be that I needed to work with me, um, I needed them to, in a sense, be an extension of how I operate. Because again, I'm not trying to grow a team. I don't want a team of other, a bunch of free-floating agents that have their own things going on in terms of like their own business. I needed some form of extension, someone that's willing to grow with me. And she is proving to be amazing at that, which is exactly what I needed. And I also 100%. hired an ops manager at that at the yeah, right. It's important. It's so crucial. Um, and so I also hired an ops manager at that same time because I am not the most organized person. I have also realized throughout this evolution of constantly trying to be self-aware. My whole life, I've been trying to be very, very self-aware of, of myself and the mistakes I make and what are my weaknesses, what are my strengths. I know that my strengths are not organization. I know that my strengths are not going to be spent on the back end of figuring out a program and setting up all the tools. Absolutely not. I could do it again if there were five of me. There's only one of me and that is not the place that I need to be. So I've hired that out. And um, obviously I get along with that person extremely well. And um, it has been already since September of 2022. I've also felt another pivot into a positive place because I also am a lot happier because I'm not having to do someone else's job or train them to do this thing, which is again, what you can struggle with, with sometimes bringing on new people, whatever that new person is, whether it's a team or not, if you're bringing anybody new, you got to calculate how much time are you going to be spending training that person. And sometimes if, when you end up training them, you just end up doing the job, which is what I was suffering with kind of prior to that. So that that has been a monumental shift to helping me in my solo business and and kind of continue to partner and do more business, you know, and and now as a solo agent, I'm continuing to want to partner with people because I like collaborating. That's why I love the collaboration. I love working with with other people and you know, there's there's more business to be had. I don't feel like I need to be taking every single penny. I can take some and if I can take some of many without having like a team structure and have it more fluid, that's kind of the way that I like to kind of do things and so I like having that fluidity of it. So, you know, I've been able to do more business um in on Big Island because of that. I'm I have partners on Maui as well. And I'm able to kind of grow stuff. That's how I'll be functioning in Colorado. It will be the same type of thing just because I like that free flowing partnership. And it feels like doing business this way for me, I like it because it's almost like two business people getting together to really get to a resolution. It's two entrepreneurs, right? Me and another realtor, and we're working together to get to this end goal. Instead of like having a big team structure in place and managing all of these other people, there's there's a different level of professionalism that I like to have with it. And, uh, you know, I, I basically really rely on other people that are going to be at a certain place in their business that understand and uh, the morals and values that I have and how to get business done um, and are agreeable, not agreeable with me, like I don't need them to agree with me, but are agreeable on how I like to get business done, how I like to talk to clients and go through the transaction and really like, you know, and I find like-minded people. And that has been really bringing me a lot of harmony 
in my business and I'm getting, you know, a lot of really positive feedback from people in the way that that I'm kind of doing this. And so it feels um, really nice. And it's honestly a big weight off of my shoulders because I was feeling like I maybe would have to form a legit team or something. But I've been really kind of doing this different different thing that that honestly brings me a lot of joy. So it's it's been nice to kind of evolve into this place now. For sure. And that I can't remember. You dropped a lot of knowledge on, on us, which is awesome. That's a ton of amazing stuff. But yeah, I can't remember what, which conference I just went to, but it basically said that any problem that you have can be broken down to a, a who, a who problem. Any problem in your life is literally it's a who. And that's how you actually have to start thinking. And so we've watched you grow and flourish and just crush in this thing. And, and we've, we've talked a lot offline and I, it's super funny because like real estate teams, I'd say for half the industry are this new age thing. And then for the other half, kind of like us is teams are old school. And so I've always been like, Juliet, you've got to build a team. You've got to build a team. And it's kind of just interesting how we've talked back and forth, kind of put our minds together to where like, so the one thing I love and I brand for me is it's the unsell. Hey dude, I don't give a shit if you buy this home or not. Here's the mortgage payment. You got to live there. You got to make the payment. That's, that's a sales technique to, and I truly don't care. Like, I don't lose, and I tell them, I won't lose sleep at night, you know, and that's where I live. And the same thing with this that, that we've kind of branded for yourself is the unteam. And in in order to do what you got to do, you have, it is who problem. So you're, you, you're kind of building a team, but you're not, you're partnering and doing it way differently in a way that works for you. And the interesting thing, because when someone comes to me and says, I want to build a team like for, for real, like I'm going to build a team and push. I was, I just, I, I kind of, I love it where they're at. Cause I'm like, buckle up, you know? And I tell people straight up, when you run a team, half of what you do is managing people and not managing people in, in a term of controlling people, managing right. people and identifying where they're at and help, helping them get to where they want to go. And in your case, and so when I see people and I see talent, I try to say, you know, managing people to me is, building a world big enough for them to grow and do whatever they want. And it's, it's with you as well. That's where I was like, dude, you're, you've got to build this, this world, but it's the learning lessons that team leaders truly go through. It, it's crazy. Like uh, again, I've been doing this for 10 years and like the wisdom, the scars, the ups and downs is insane. It's, it's super interesting because you're not running a, like a standard model team but you're still, and we've, you've kind of ran through it. You've you've got a lot of the learning lessons, the the saying yes, the savior. You're like the being a savior. And there's so many times where you come across people and you're like, dude, this person needs help. I think they'll do okay. And yeah, all right, there went ten grand, and they yeah. decided to go camping every weekend instead of actually working, which kind right. of blows your mind. So that's awesome and right. phenomenal that you've really identified who. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think for me, the way that I see it, you know, and I have nothing against teams. I think what you're doing is great. I was on a wonderful team and I was honestly very happy for a long time. Um, I think it works well for, for anybody. But for me personally, the way that I see what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to bypass a lot of those headaches. There's still many headaches and there's still people that are, it's going to be the wrong fit and you got to trial and error no matter what. That's always going to happen no matter. But um, what I feel like I'm doing is I'm just able then to kind of like, matchmake myself and the client and the situation with someone that I think will be a good partner with me. And I like that because it seems, you know, I'm, I'm finding, 
I'm finding that I'm wasting less time and I don't want to talk negatively on like wasting time on people, but I'm, I'm just able to basically partner with and hire someone that's on more of a similar level as me. And they're able, I'm wasting a lot less time. I don't have to train them and handhold them through like that whole escrow process or just the purchase contract or things like that. I'm able to, you know, kind of work with agents that already kind of get it. And I'm able to bypass a lot of those headaches in that way. There's always going to be headaches and there's always going to be things that you learn, but I feel like it's really becoming two like freelance people working together to solve a problem together. And we're both making money, which is what I like, you know, because I, I, again, want to share the wealth. And I know that partnering with people that might have better knowledge in this other way, you know, they're, they're going to contribute fantastically to myself and my client. And it's then going to make me a better agent in this area and understand this more and whatever it is. So I've been really liking seeing how that's going, you know, and that kind of goes into how I feel about with with what I've started with Heavy Realty, which is that community that's basically all focused on, you know, the music industry and, and creating a community specifically to educate musicians and music lovers and creatives. This is, again, another form of partnering because I am partnering with other agents to help educate the public, the public that's interested in, you know, in, in this specific community. We're doing a lot of different partnerships. And to me, it's really becoming more about the relationship, the relationships that I have with all of these people. And then what will that give me in the future? You know, because again, like with the team and with this, with team structures and the unteam, whatever you want to call it that I'm doing, it's, it's all part of how can I learn from somebody else in some way while also serving clients and, you know, getting to each each day, how can I like be a bit better? How can I be a bit better, improve more and build more relationships? Because to me, relationships obviously are so important on such a high level, which is why heavy realty is so crucial to me. When people ask me, they're like, oh, like, where's all the money coming from for that? For one, it's coming from a place of service. I'm genuinely just trying to help this entire community that I feel is underserved. And then secondly, the relationships that I create and that I have and have been creating, and it's only been the beginning, are far more important to me than just a dollar, than just a referral fee, than just that. I'm actually very happy solely to know half of these people and call them my friends. That is more important to me, you know? And so it's, it's, it's becomes this like really big thing that I think as I've reflected on my business, I see that it's quite different for some. Some people are probably doing something similar, but you know, when, when we talk about real estate, Travis, and people are like, oh, you know, Hawaii real estate, what's your neighborhood that you're going to focus on? My team leader used to always say that. What's your neighborhood? Where are you going to market? Hawaii Kai or something, you know? And to me, I, I never felt like I just belonged to one area, even when I lived in Utah. And even now to this day that I live in Colorado and Hawaii, I don't feel like I belong in one place. I can't canvas one neighborhood and say that I'm the specialist. That's just not how I feel. I feel like I serve the entire island and then I ser I can serve the state and then I can help anybody anywhere with the proper partnering with the proper knowledge I can I can certainly make this a much bigger thing so I've I view real estate and real estate investing on you know, a national scale. To me, there's no boundaries. There's no, there's no limit. Obviously there's legal limits and everything like that. I'm not saying that, but there's, to me, it's always been this bigger picture of like a bigger serving that I can do than just a little neighborhood on Oahu. It's always been bigger than that. And so it's, it's kind of exciting to continue to like each, each, you know, quarter, I feel like I'm kind of extending different pieces of myself to, to learn a bit more about other areas, because that's also my, my goal with like investing and stuff. I, I don't want to just only do it in Hawaii. I want to do it nationwide. I want to do it from a long distance. And what does that take? 
partnerships, incredible partnerships and knowledge. And so I feel like that's, that's like my main thing with this whole industry is how can I create solid partnerships? For sure. And so a couple different things. First of all, if you aren't following Julia, you need to go on Instagram and follow her life and see the access that she has. And I think you hit it on the head. It's like when you start looking at things at a value proposition, and I've seen so many things, especially last couple of weeks on just, if you are here to, to provide a service, help people and provide value, you just know that it'll, it, it's going to come back around and help you. So, um, and then we're going to dive a little bit into heavy realty, but if, if you can, I'm going to put you on the spot for a second on the unteam. Cause I'm curious if we can pull a pearl out here, one sentence, two sentence, three sentence, whatever it is, like define the unteam. Um, I would say the definition would be professionals basically working together towards the same goal. Um, and it sounds simple that way, but that's how I feel is I'm trying to collaborate with other real estate professionals that I value, that I that I know that I'm going to work very well for it with, that are also going to serve the client very well. You know, I always find myself as being a matchmaker. I've always been that person like, oh, you need a guy. I know somebody for that. I know somebody for this. And I always like think about who would be the best fit for this person. And that's translated extremely well in real estate, I'm sure, as, as you do and stuff. It's been uh, really nice just being a connector. And I still feel that way with the Unteam. It's it's about connections and making sure that I'm connecting our clients with another person that can help us achieve this goal while also, you know, giving them a cut and, and doing something like that. But I'd say that that is probably, you know, in a nutshell, kind of what I what I see as the unteam is, is just two professionals working towards the same goal together. You know, and it sounds simple, but that's that's how I feel, you know, because I'm trying to make sure that my reputation and that my clients are always getting the best experience. And I'm going to be very specific on who I involve to work with and partner with. It's a very, very thought thought through and then sometimes if the agent is maybe a little bit newer, you know that I'm going to be handholding. I'm going to be like, hey, you know, shoot me off the email summary and I'll reread it and I'll make sure the grammar's proper and everything like that because I, I, you know, want it to be very good. And then that helps them learn better. That's how I learn. So, you know, I try to evolve all of us to a higher place while also serving our clients. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. Boom. Perfect. Simple is not easy. That's another thing. Like it's simple. It is. It's very simple and it works very well for you. You're, you guys are absolutely doing things at a different level. So those of you who don't know, Juliet has also founded what a year or two ago, um, heavy realty. So the cool thing about what, what we all do here is people plug in and you can build your own brand and Juliet embraced that and totally found a gap in, and well, first of all, finding something that she's passionate about, very passionate music, the music industry, uh, artists, and investing. So two passions and niches that she kind of merged and created this amazing brand, Heavy Realty, which she kind of dove into a little bit. Um, tell us a little bit more, like what's the focus? What, do you, what are you doing? Who are you helping in that, in that community? Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, Heavy Realty is basically where the music industry and the real estate world combine. It is specifically crafted to be a community of support and education for anybody that is in the music industry or is a music lover or creative. I found there to be a complete gap, as you said, for this entire group of people in 2020 when the pandemic hit and lockdowns happened and a lot of my friends that are professional musicians were no longer able to go on tour or they wanted to make changes. You know, they wanted to start recording at home, but they didn't have the space. And I kept hearing a lot of no's. No, I can't buy a house. No, I can't do this. I don't know how I would do that. There's no way. 
And to me, I was like, there is a way. There's absolutely a way. There's tons of ways. Like, here's all the different ways that we can get that done. And I realized that a lot of these people maybe weren't being told about real estate, about investing, about financing in a way that they would hear from people that they actually maybe want to listen to. Because me being one of those people, I have a very hard time, especially when I was younger, listening to somebody in a suit talk to me about financing. My eyes just glaze over. I don't want to hear it. And I also didn't think that it would apply to me. That's a lot of these people. They don't have your typical W-2 jobs. They don't have your typical like credit scores and all of that that's needed for a conventional loan. So they don't think that it's possible for them. And I realized that they were not being properly shown, you know, a path to get that done. So, you know, I had reached out to a lot of connections that I had in the music industry and I I spoke to them and I was like, listen, I've got this idea. I really want to form this community where we serve musicians specifically and people that are in the music industry. You know, who are these people that we can talk to? Um, and really educate and support. And I got an overwhelmingly positive response. And that's kind of what I've been doing since then is basically building these relationships. Um, and it's gotten to a point now where I have about 20, 20 other realtors and lenders that are part of this network that are also affiliated with the music industry. And we're all here to kind of band together to create this. And, you know, I'll be quite honest, I've been very slow on building this thing out, but I've been very busy with the Hawaii real estate and also running everything by myself for a long time. But now that I've gotten the proper support, my main focus over the next year, which is this year, is to really start, you know, tipping into the Colorado stuff, but also really focusing on this heavy realty community because it is so important to me because I really believe in it. And it's not only serving people who don't know about the possibilities for themselves in real estate, but also getting to a point of serving musicians, musicians on a high level who are on the road and making really good money, but they don't know what to do with it investing. Let's find a way to turn that money into more money. So that's kind of been my big goal with that type of thing. And it's it's something I'm extremely passionate about. And that's pretty much my huge passion project that I eventually want to basically be doing a lot of, which will then you know lead into referrals and people will know that I do real estate in Hawaii and Colorado and stuff. And that's just part of it. But the main part is to really educate and support this entire group. For sure. And so for all listeners out there as well, I mean, like, if you ever heard, hear people talk about like the music industry, uh, not to name drop, but Juliet works with like the highest level of highest level artists. And it's, it's pretty cool and inspiring what, what she's building, how she's doing it and who she's doing it with. Um, so we're super excited to see where that kind of comes out in 2023, 2024 and kind of see where that gets built into um, all right. So you mentioned like Colorado, you're in Hawaii smashing, you're in Colorado. Um, walk me through multi-markets again, who, like if you're in multi multiple places, you have to have a who, like, what are you doing? How are you doing it? What's your strategy behind trying to dip into both these markets? So my strategy being a solo agent um, and not having a team is is doing that kind of unteam thing in a sense is having those building those partnerships and building people that understand. And again, it takes the who. So it takes weeding out and finding the right people that want to move it and grow along with you. And, you know, I'm able to be physically in Colorado working on my stuff here while I have, you know, Justine, she's out in Hawaii crushing it for me over there. And we have an understanding and I'm on call for her anytime to walk her through things. We're able to like 
she's my boots on the ground. She's my eyes over there. And she understands that, you know, and she, she understands, she's always understood what my personal end goals were. And I asked her, what are her goals? What does she want? She wants to buy her own home. Okay. Now I understand that. So how do I get her there? You know, I'm going to feed her a lot of the business that I've got and I've, you know, the, I've got too much of, which I'm grateful for, but I've got a lot of things that I can't do all on my own. So I'm, you know, funneling a lot of that over to her. And that's going to be kind of the same thing with Colorado. With Colorado, it's a bit different because I actually have a social network here, which I did not have in Hawaii whatsoever. I basically only know realtors in Hawaii. Um, I don't have much of a life besides work over there, but Colorado is really where like my social life is. So this will be interesting growing this out because this will be more of a uh, a sphere-based place where it was not that at all in Hawaii. I didn't have a sphere. I barely have a sphere over there. Um, but this is going to be um, interesting to grow because for one, I'm not a new agent like I was in Hawaii. I understand, you know, a lot of this process is more. I'm getting more familiar, obviously, with all of the areas. Um, but then I've got the the whole sphere network, which I will really be trying to tap into, which is that's going to be new for me, but is very exciting because uh, I feel like I missed that so much being in a new place in Hawaii in a new business. It was all super, super hard um, growing from nothing. And this is going to be, I'm not saying it's easy, but it's going to be a different way that I get to experience growing business over here. And I've already been making relationships with other agents and, and you know, trying to really find my position here. Um, what I'm, what I'm very focused on for the Colorado stuff is again, is going to be more referral based. I'm going to repeat the exact same things I did to grow my business in Hawaii. I'm going to pretend as if I am a brand new agent in certain ways. I, you know, I have all of the skills, but I'm going to do the same, bringing it back to basics with everything else, open houses, all of the cold calls, the same militant routine that I had as a brand new agent in Hawaii, I will have here. And then just building those relationships, I'm pretty much going to copy paste how I built my business in Hawaii and transfer it to over here to get, to kind of just set up my structure. Um, and then really try to leverage more of the referral um, business through Heavy Realty and the other relationships that I do have, which is uh, a little bit harder for me or was a little bit harder for me in Hawaii. But I, but I look forward to building it that way here. And, for sure. And I, you know, um, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you. it's all you, dude. Shows, shows for you. Um, and yeah. And the other thing that I mean, that I'm kind of excited about to be like on the mainland is um, really focusing on like the investing side of things, the creative financing side of things, because it's not impossible in Hawaii. Not at all. I'm able to do it over there. I work for tons of clients who only do that over there. And it's awesome. It's got tons of plus sides over there. But there's just different opportunities out here on the mainland that can be done. And in Colorado, you're so much easier to getting to other states, to communicating with other states. It, it just feels a lot easier to kind of be connected with these people versus being 3,000 miles away on an island in the middle of nowhere. It's much easier to kind of do those types of investor relationships here. So I've already been um, building a little network of investor-friendly investor realtors, people that are actively investing. Um, I'm building those relationships because, again, that's where I want to continue to pivot. I got my license, yes, for real estate and to be a realtor, but I'm, I'm more focused on becoming an investor and doing more of that stuff as time goes on. And so that's very important to do what I did in Hawaii which was to put myself around the people I wanted to be like. I wanted to be an investor, so I basically started working only for them because that's where I wanted my head to be and that's who I like to be around, you know, what have you. And I'm, I'm trying to do the same thing over here. So that's kind of um, an exciting little growth that I've kind of started. 
For sure. And we're going to dive right in there. Uh, you said it perfectly because we went through the same thing, expanding into a different market to where there's excitement in the new. Uh, but I, I, we did the same thing. We pushed so hard in Hawaii that it was just this volatile up and down, push, 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 spearhead. And when we built in Colorado, uh, and we're mainly in the Springs, we, we, we kind of did the same thing to where we stepped back and I was like, I don't want to do that push, like the hard push, volatile. I was like more organic. Like I just utilizing the sphere, uh, networking a little bit more. And just because again, like emotionally, it's it's taxing on the up and down volatility to where steady growth, you know, steady, consistent growth. And it, it yeah. just, you, you, it feels a lot better, like not like this emotional roller coaster. So, all right. So you're crushing Hawaii. You're going to be yeah. crushing in, in Colorado. And let's hit real quick on the, and you talked talked about it. We've had offline conversations as well in terms of going back to basics. So let's hit on the basics and let people know like what you do to crush. And then let's hear a little bit about the, you know, bigger pod, pockets podcast and that world. So what is your day going back to basics? What does that mean for you? What would that mean for an agent wanting to crush? Sure. So, I mean, going back to basics is here's what it looks like for me. And I can kind of work you through my perfect morning and my perfect day. Um, if everything goes smoothly, this is what it looks like. I wake up at 5 a.m. I do my workout. I get all my shit done by 7 a.m. I'm listening to a podcast specifically that's real estate related, getting my head in the game, Tim and Julie Harris, whatever it is, something that's just kind of like getting me through Brandon Mulrennan, anything that's going to be cold calling scripts, whatever it is going to be that day, the first thing that I'm going to attack. By 8 a.m., I'm at my desk every single morning. has to be religious. Um, I'm at my desk, and I am going through like my emails, anything that's urgent, anything that's come through that I, that I need to pay attention to. And I, I start kind of touching on certain clients through email that way because I don't like to call people right at 8 a.m. I used to do that. I felt it's just it's not. People are busy like at 8 a.m. getting to work. So I start then at 9 a.m., I'm in my CRM system and I'm doing all of my tasks in there. I'm going through all of my calls, all of my text, uh, any any notifications that's come through. Uh, I'm going to be going through that. Then shifting into like a 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., I'm going to be doing cold calls in some way, shape, or form where I'm calling people that I've never spoken to before. Um, so whatever type of list you generate, that's kind of the activity that I try to push through at that time. Um, and then by 12 in a perfect world, I'm done with my, what I call like my main lead gen. Uh, I'm done by doing all of that because I do want to keep my afternoons fluid to have Zoom calls, to have appointments, to have all of that stuff. And I, and I stick to that as religiously as I can. That's what I did for my first three, nearly four years in real estate. I've just always still to this day when I don't adhere to it, I know exactly what I'm doing wrong because I know where I should be instead doing what, you know, and it's very, very important to me. Um, so those are, those are the activities that I'm going to be going back into. It's the same schedule that I've always had. It's the one that I've heard from many other, you know, top agents that they said that that was what they did. So I was like, why change it? I'm not going to change a damn thing. I'm going to do exactly that. Um, and those are, those are kind of the activities. Um, obviously open house has always been super, super important to me. I think it's incredibly valuable. I think every new agent should absolutely be doing it. I don't know why some don't, it is the best. Um, and it gets you in front of people and talking to them. It gets you familiar with neighborhoods. It gets you going through scripts, like do it, you know? And if you're, if you don't want to do cold calls, I mean, I'm a huge fan of them because I've always said, I want to be really good at something that a lot of people hate and that makes them uncomfortable and that some people don't want to do. I want to be really good at that because not only will it make me somebody that's 
doing something that not everybody is doing, which I know a lot of people are doing that now, but, but I've always thought that. But the other thing is if I'm really good at cold calls, something that's quite uncomfortable to some, it's going to make everything else easier. Everything becomes much easier. Having conversations with people face to face is super easy by comparison. So, and I, I like to have that mindset. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at when it comes to basics is like, why change any of these things? There are so many different ways to lead gen and so many different bells and whistles and, and ways that people can get distracted, even no matter how many years you've been in the business. Um, so those are, those are the things. The thing that I'm going to be implementing more this coming year, though, is uh, that I'm horrible at is going to be uh, like Instagram and Reels and video. It is just not my forte. It has never been. Um, I hate social media. I wish I didn't have to be on it, but I'm on it, you know. Um, so, but uh, that's something that I I plan to be better at, and it will always be in a video format. I'm not going to do a TikTok dance. I'm not going to do anything like that. I just want it to be very simple conversations that are informative that people can listen to. And that will be then creating my podcast um, where, again, it's not just going to be me talking to one camera. It's always going to be a conversation that can people can kind of learn from. So that's kind of in the works as well. But that's you know going to be towards the middle of this year that I try to roll that out a bit more. 100%. Social media, a necessary evil um, there's a who there as well, it by kills the way, me. like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's a who to have somebody take that over. So they do your social media. You don't have to. Oh, I am planning on that very, very soon. Once I have everything kind of rolling, I already had somebody reach out to me that wanted to do it for heavy realty. I'm kind of a control freak, so they'll still have to run everything by me, but I want to be like soon as possible. I'd like to be off most of those apps so I can focus on like bigger picture things just because I do think that they're created for a purpose and I don't like the purpose that it's serving the mass meet the masses. Like it's just, it's not a yeah. good thing for people. hundred percent and protecting mind space. You know, we've been trying, how can we, how can we get stuff out there and not consume, basically create and not consume, which is hard to do. Hard. So that's, that's awesome. Right. Um, yeah, I obviously. Mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's smart. Sorry, on that topic, I mean it's it's it is smart what you're doing in terms of, and that's what I will be doing is trying to create content um, while while in a in a sense not consuming. You of course want to see what other people are doing and be being being very mindful of that. And I think it takes the proper mindset and boundaries of your mind. You know, what are you consuming? What are you aware of that you're consuming? What's how much time have you spent? You know following something maybe you shouldn't or whatever it is, just like how can you protect yourself? Um, and in this industry, I think there are a lot of, not even industry, but in the times that we're facing right now, there are not only distractions, but ways to basically bum you out on the internet, whether that's comparing yourself to somebody else and imagining you should be here when you're not, like not being satisfied with your yourself in so many different ways. I think it's incredibly important for people to remember that this is like you need to cut so much of that out as possible in order to focus on yourself and your big goals and not get distracted because I know that I've, I've spent time getting distracted from that. For sure. And we will have another podcast episode in the near future where we really dive into this, but bummed out people spend more money. So it's a, yeah. it's a, right. di it's a very precise machine. We'll have another, another one of these podcasts. Cool. All right. So, um, Kind of as we go and, and I think get towards the end, again, featured on Bigger Pod, Bigger Pockets podcast, which is huge. Like what brought you there? How did you get in contact with them? Why'd they reach out to Juliet? 
Um, so they reached out to me randomly. Um, I had been talking to a lender in Hawaii and the lender who knows that I've done a lot of transactions with investors was like, Hey, like you should be on the bigger pockets website for investor friendly agents. You know, I've got a guy I just spoke to him. You should talk to him. There's like a few positions or whatever for that. And I knew that it was going to be something similar to Zillow premier agent where you're basically paying for that slot and you're going to be getting leads and it would be good. You know? So I was like, sure, I'll have the conversation with the guy. So I had the conversation with him and he told me how much it was going to be a month. And I knew immediately that I was not going to be doing it at least right away. I was like, oh, okay. But um, he basically learned my story with heavy realty and what I'm doing and the investing stuff that I've got going on. And he happened to be a drummer and he's like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. Like on the music thing, he's like, I need to connect you with my producer at Bigger Pockets because I think that this would be really interesting to be on the podcast. Um, so I spoke with the producer, you know, they learned that I have connections to some very high end, uh, celebrities in the music industry. And, uh, I thought that they would want me on the show if I brought one of these celebrities on, you know, if I brought somebody on, they're like, Oh yeah, like we'll, we'll have you on the show. So that's what I thought they were saying and what they wanted. And they told me that that would actually be like the cherry on the cake, but they actually were far more interested in my story and, you know, the growth that I've had and what I'm creating with heavy realty. Cause again, that guy was a musician. And so it was just like another way for me to kind of talk to someone in the, you know, housing industry that relates and understands, you know, music and stuff. And, uh, I talked to that producer and, you know, we, we put together a whole outline of how the show is going to go. And it was going to be basically kind of my story and kind of going through this. And I got on the show, which I'm grateful for, but it completely was not what we had planned for. I don't think, I don't think, you know, the show notes were not read, which is fine. So I just kind of won like winged it. Um, and it turned out fine, but it was, it was not what I expecting, but it was a, an incredible opportunity, you know, and I've been admiring these, this platform and these people for such a long time and, uh, that I was able to be on, on that show and be a part of it. And then, you know, I went to bigger pockets, uh, BP con, and I met a lot of these people in person. Um, and now I'm actually very good friends with one of the producers at bigger pockets because she's a musician and we have a good connection and we totally relate. And it's been a wonderful, just extremely organic coming about on how I've been able to kind of make these relationships, which I'm very, very happy and, and feel so grateful for because I feel like a lot of the opportunities that I've had have come up kind of in this organic way. And, you know, I, I treasure that so much and, you know, I, I don't, I don't take it for granted whatsoever. And, you know, I want to make, I want to make people stoked on, you know, on the stuff that I'm trying to build and people that are a part of are these things. But I, I still can't believe that, you know, now I'm, I'm friends with some of these people and, you know, they're there to kind of help me and, and building those relationships with them. It's, it's fantastic. So I'm, I'm super grateful that I was on there. Yeah, that's absolutely awesome. And I think, I don't, I, I think on purpose, things don't go the way that you want them to, or, or that they should, as we talked about with, with this and, my studio, we actually have a pretty legit studio. I just got to pull everything out, paint and do a rearrange. And then my studio will be super legit, but I got to do that with baby on the way. So Juliet, what's, what's coming down the pipeline? What do you want people to know about? And then where can people find you? So um, coming down the pipeline, I will be launching um, more of my business here in Colorado. I've been slow and steady to it just because, again, Hawaii's been uh, very busy, which I'm grateful for. But that's going to be coming. So I will be uh, rolling that out and announcing it. I'm going to be doing a little bit of a rebrand once that happens. So it'll be a public announcement. Um, and then I will be 
doing a podcast that's going to be basically just on YouTube that will then be snippets onto Instagram. Um, but that's going to be rolling out this year as well. And that podcast is basically not only just going to be real estate, it is going to be me talking to a lot of musicians about themselves and how they have gotten involved in real estate and how, you know, how they did XYZ. So that's mostly a, a big forefront of the podcast is going to be uh, heavy realty uh, focused. It's going to be on that. And then there's obviously going to be talks of investing and just kind of life in general. I don't want to be so one dimensional as a person where all I do is real estate. There's so much more to me as there are to other people that I feel like only get boxed in as like an agent on a business card. Like that is so not my thing. So that's kind of what I'll be working on. And then, um, you know, obviously I'm going to be slamming in Hawaii. Um, people can always find me on Instagram. That's where I have all of my other activities on my on my link in my bio but that's uh where i am the most active and, and that's your social handles juliet lalawell at juliet lalawell beautiful and we'll have it in the notes as well if you guys want to find or on youtube as well so juliet you're a phenomenal individual we've loved working alongside of you kind of watching what you're building here and we're super excited to see where you're going to take this freaking thing i know you're going to take it to the freaking moon um and we're, we're super excited to see that and you know excited to help in any way that we possibly can. So you've been an absolute amazing value to us as well, you know, and uh, we're super excited. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I love everything that we're doing as the collaboration and, you know, I love all of the growth and the partnership and I love how you've always been so helpful to me. So thank you for all of the time. You always take my calls and stuff. I really appreciate you. Anytime, dude. Well, look forward to hooking up here before you take off back to Hawaii. Um, and we'll have some fun and mastermind. <laughs> Thanks, Juliet. Awesome. Enjoyed this episode of Coffee for Closers? Subscribe to the show anywhere you find podcasts. And follow Collab Agents on social at Collab Agents. <laughs>